Hi everyone! I hope you're having a beautiful day so far, wherever you are, whatever you are doing. And welcome back to another episode of the Heart Headed Life. This is Caitlin, NLP trainer, timeline therapy trainer, and hypnotherapist, better known as the Heart Headed Coach. In this episode, I talk to you about cause and effect, or rather, the formula cause is greater than effect. And what being at cause for your life or being at effect of the world around you can look like, and how making a conscious decision decision to shift from one to the other can either put you in control of everything or lose control of everything so if you like this episode share this out tag someone who needs to hear it save it let me know what you think and follow me for more on instagram and facebook at the heart headed coach i appreciate it and i appreciate you enjoy So have you ever wanted to do something or to have something and you had a plan, you set up a plan, that plan was in motion and then somewhere along the way something unexpected happened, an external interference or a sequence of events unfolded beyond your control which changed the result and then you couldn't have or do the thing that you wanted to do. Have you ever thought, oh man, like if only the weather was better or if only my job paid me more, or if my parents so weren't so this or that, <laughs> or if things weren't so hard, I would have gotten what I wanted. It's their fault. They're the reason I don't have what I want. They're to blame. I'm sure we've all been there at one point or another. Or maybe you've gone as far as to think, well, what's the point anymore? I can't do this because, I'm not allowed to do this because, that's just how things are for me, that's just the way it goes. There's no use trying until that person, that process, that thing, that institution, whatever, until that changes, then I can do what I want, then I can have what I want. Again, we've all been there. So I know we've heard of the term cause and effect, which, you know, something happens and it causes an effect, like your alarm going off in the morning and you waking up or you throw a stone in a lake and the water begins to ripple. You know, this the stone is the cause, the ripple is the effect. Or the stone going into the water, basically. And, you know, that formula, if you were to write it out, it would be a C equals sign letter E. So cause equals effect, and this is more commonly taught than what I'm about to share with you today. So the concept I want to talk to you about is cause is greater than effect. So if you were to write this formula, you would write letter C with the greater sign, the arrow pointing to the right, letter E. Cause is greater than effect. One doesn't produce another. You are either one or the other. And cause and effect are two separate ways of being. They're opposite ways of being. And in the frame of NLP, they're the broadest way of encompassing everything. Uh, You're either being on one side or the other. So people choose to behave in one of two ways, being at cause or being at effect. So I'll just explain a little more what being at effect looks like. This one is probably more common (laughs) uh, and more familiar to us uh, in this, you know, this day and age. So being at effect means being at the effect of one's circumstances, the environment around you, your school finances, relationships, etc. And how you hold them responsible for how and why your life is the way it is. So we have influences 
Uh, we have, you know, guidance and support that help shape our decision. And so what I'm talking about is how you look at, you know, these things as an authority, one is an authority in your life, but just how much of, you know, how much of their presence or their teaching basically controls what you do or how you do what you do. Uh, being at effect looks and sounds like blame. So it's the fault of this. It looks like reasons. It's because of this or that. Or it looks like excuses for what you, you know, for why you don't have what you have. So I would have had that if it wasn't for this. So living in effect, seeing everything happening to you and also happening not in your favor, that is effect. Living at effect. And therefore you don't have what you want. You only have blame, reasons, and excuses. We've all done it. We've all behaved that way. It's, it's not a question of if you do or don't. We do. We fall into that depending on, you know, what happens. We, we probably go into that daily, you know, when we see someone we don't really like or have to do a task we don't want to do. Um, there's a difference between people who can just look at something and just do it and then people who kick and scream along the way. For example, when I was younger, my parents would always ask me for a glass of water and it really, really bothered me because I was just like, you were just in the kitchen or like, you know, I, I go and get myself water. Like, why can't you? And it's just such a big thing. It's such a big thing. And I'll come back to that, that example a little later. But just like that, you know, it's something, it is something simple. Why am I complaining about it? And so a lot of people still live that way or have gotten into the habit of living that way that they don't even really realize that they spend most of their time judging the world outside of them and you know complaining or then they don't even try because then they they box themselves they cycle themselves into all the reasons blame and excuses um and and they don't even start they don't even start because they're in they're living at effect and so you know because practice makes perfect so it's almost like victimhood i want to say there's a time when you are a victim and that's when something is actually occurring. Um, and, you know, victims, they pro prolong, I guess, their victimhood. Uh, they want to be pitied. They dwell on it for long periods of a at a time and they talk about it to others. And then that then spreads to other people, like whatever emotion that they're feeling, um, it reinforces their feeling inside of them. So it also, you know, it keeps them stuck keeps them stuck and to them it doesn't sound like complaining to them it doesn't sound like sound like blame they're just it's it's justified it's justified that life is unfair to them because of this and that and so let's jump over to the seaside and what it means to be at cause what cause looks like so cause basically it faces all the same you know situations as being being at effect but it puts it puts all of that aside all the effect to the side with this frame, a person assumes full responsibility for their past, their present, and their future. All the good, all the bad. They own it, and they accept it as the creator of their lives. Excuse me, I just burped. All the blame, all the reasons, all the excuses that they could come up with for everything that happens in their life, they put it on themselves and them alone. And I don't mean like you know, putting themselves down, self-deprecating, self-sabotage. Self, um, no. I mean, they're like, oh, that issue in my life, I did that. I created that. I chose to do that. And I chose it for a higher purpose. 
all the experiences that have been chosen in my life by me are for a higher purpose. So a lot of people hear this concept and they will be confused. So if you are, I'm going to explain a little further. They might even reject it because they'll say, how can a person choose the bad things that happen to them? Why would a person ever do that? Or I would never choose what happened to me in the past. That instance, I, I, I didn't want that. That wasn't my fault. And it's true. At the time, it wasn't. You know, it, it could be it could be they experienced a horrific event, like a loss of a loved one or some, time, some kind of abuse or a natural disaster. And, and why, why would anyone choose that? How could you say to someone that I caused this, this is my fault? It's true, it's not your fault. Whatever happened in the moment, whatever unfortunate thing it was, it happened and you didn't know what to do with it. So it remained as the same event, whether it's painful, traumatizing, the thought of it, just the thought of it. A year, five years, 10 years, 20 years after it happened, it disempowers you, right? So that's being at effect. The event is over, but you haven't really moved on. And then that informs your decisions. I can't be in a relationship because I was abused. I can't have a job because I whatever happened in high school or this, this, and that. You, you then block yourself. That's called being, called being at effect for something in the past. And it's stopping you from, from having your future. And so being at cause for the sake of empowerment shifts the responsibility to do something back onto yourself. Back onto yourself. So for, you know, I chose this for a higher purpose. I chose it to, you know, it taught me this. I learned that I grew from whatever experience it was. It will not hold me back. It won't, you know, for example, it's like a comma in a sentence, right? I was abused, comma, and then I became, and then I learned, and then I grew, right? But people think it's the full stop, and then that's their story. Life goes on. Life is meant to go on. The sun rises. Our bodies continue to generate. Like, why, why would we put a full stop onto something, Right? And then that's called being at effect. When Even when that thing is over, who can change it? It's still you. It's still you. So I guess I'll give an example, um, a personal example of you know my past relationship after it ended. Um, I've been through more harmful experiences than that, but I'll use that one because sadly it's, it's quite common. It happens a lot. Um, you know, relationships don't work out because people are not aware of you know, their values or how to communicate uh, effectively with each other. Um, so basically it ended because of that. And, you know, my ex-partner got into a, a, you know, certain habits that were, in you know, in his mind, the right thing to do or, you know, grand gestures that for me were actually quite, uh, quite scary and compromised, you know, my safety, the safety of my family. And yeah, it just, it, it sucked. Like I ended up locking myself in my room for over a year. Like I would go to work and come home and I didn't tell anyone because I was, I was ashamed and I felt so weak. You know, my family saw that it was happening. My workmates knew that it was happening. I would go out the fire exit and, you know, all these things just to avoid, um, you know, what this person was doing. And I didn't tell, tell anyone. I just hid. And I chose to do that. I chose to do that for so long because for whatever reason, I chose to believe that no one would believe me. No one would think that, you know, any good could come from this or that they could help me. I was just so, you know, alone. And... 
And then when I was alone, I would think like, why is this guy doing this to me? Like, where did all my friends go? Like, I can't keep living like this. I'm so weak. And was I really? Was I really? Like at the time. Um, so it took a while for me to make the decision to be at cause, to be at cause. Like, what did I choose this for? Okay, one, I chose him as a partner. This wouldn't be happening if I didn't, you know, enter willingly into this relationship and welcome this person into my life. Um, you know, why am I running out from, you know, from work? I, I chose this job. I do this job because I, I chose this job. I could always change my job if I'm not happy here. So, you know, eventually I, I told him to stop. I, I reached out for help. I changed jobs because it wasn't, I wasn't me anymore. It wasn't the life that I wanted and it was not happening to me. I, I created this. I created this. And it all happened with my permission. So, you know, switching from effect, which I probably could have done on end until something worse happened, to, you know, and not everything is as life-threatening as, as that situation, uh, but, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy. And what did I get out of that change? I got true friends, for one. Like the people that always, even though I told them I was okay and I never told them really what was going on, like those people that check up on you, those people that support you, um, I got to find out who they really were. Um, I got to become closer to my family because they, they really, they protected me. They comforted me. They were patient with me. You know, through prayer, I grew, I grew closer to God. I was very, I was alone for a lot of it. And I knew he could hear me. I knew he had given me everything that I needed. It could have been a lot worse. So, you know, by the grace of God, like I, I was okay. Um, and, you know, I finally left the job I had for 13 years. It, <laughs> I wasn't happy at that job for a while or I knew that I could do more. Um, and it was kind of just this, you know, I, the, this was like the straw that broke the camel's back. I really needed a change. I got to experience the legal system, like how it, the process works, how it feels to go up it, there and, and do those things and how it is flawed, how it is flawed. I, I went there a number of times and just like that, that's something that will change in the future for sure, because it, it does, it doesn't, it does not work. Um, you know, I had a real life experience of what it was like for those, you know, those things depicted in like, oh, not horror movies, but just like thrillers or whatever on TV. Like there's a lot of shows about this kind of thing. Um, and, you know, it, it was a real, real life experience. And to say like you survive something or you come out unscathed is, is, it's a good thing for one and you can help others. So I learned empathy. I learned humility. I learned how to speak up. I learned how to trust myself and that I'm safe and I'm loved and I'll always be taken care of by those who genuinely care about me by, you know, the power of God. And I learned to be honest and open with people, to ask for forgiveness. Um, you know, this is just one guy. It was one guy. And I can, I lived without him before. I can live without him again. Um, but the people who I really want in my life that I pushed away, you know, to ask them for forgiveness and to forgive myself too. No one else was ashamed of me. No one else was, you know, you know, said I, I deserve this or like, you know, what did you do to get there? Like no one else blamed on me but me. So that's like one example of being a, you know, cause and effect like in my life. Um, another one, just a short one uh, I'll share as well is in early 2021, I lost my mama. Um, a lot of us really were really devastated at our family, our community, uh, she lived on the other side of the world, so it was the peak of the pandemic of COVID in America when she passed away. And, 
you know, you always hope that you'll be near, if not by the side of the level of your loved one when they pass away. And so that at that moment in time, you know, when she was in the hospital, even her immediate family who she lived in the house with couldn't go in the hospital. So they were just, you know, the distance, even if it was just outside the hospital to the other side of the world, everyone felt it. Everyone felt like, man, this is not how it's supposed to happen. Um, but everything happens in God's time. Nothing happens without a reason or before it's supposed to. So like dealing with that or, or, you know, navigating through that is still something that a lot of us are coming to terms with. But, um, again, it, it doesn't deter much of our, like much of our thinking or our willingness to live and move on and still continue her legacy. Um, and so, you know, I, I watched her funeral on Zoom and I was like, there has to be a way. There is always a way. So being at causes is, is thinking that there's always a possibility, even if there's one and you're going to find it. You're going to find it. Because, you know, a lot of us were saying like, there's no restrictions. We can't, oh, there's no restrictions. Sorry. There's so many restrictions. We can't fly. We can't travel. You know, if we do travel, then we'll get sick and all this kind of stuff. All these things that are controlling you know, the true desire. So for me, being at cause, I'm like, there's got to be a way. So I don't know it. So what do I do? I Google it. And then, you know, after Googling it for two minutes, how to fly from, you know, Australia to America, there's only five reasons you can get a travel exemption to get approved. And four of them were, you know, to do with um, government officials or uh, your emergency medical, you know, COVID relief for another country. And then the fifth reason was for business. Like you're going for work purposes. And so like earlier that year, maybe the year before, actually, I had already agreed to find a way to fly to Texas uh, to be part of my training, which made me an NLP trainer. And it was going to be held in Texas. And so I just contacted my, you know, my trainer and I had actually graduated before as a trainer before the actual event. So I could apply to be an assistant and And so he, you know, he invited me and I said, would you mind giving me a letter so I can give that to the government and get approved? He was like, yeah. So, so I had the letter. So one out of five reasons I got it. I got a letter. Um, Three days later, I got approved. I booked my flights and, you know, for three months, I went to the U.S. during (laughs) complete lockdown. People couldn't leave, you know, three miles past their house. And I was the only one at the airport. I was one of 10 people on the flight. And and, and that's, I, I'm not saying this to, to boast, like I've been back three times since then. Um, but it just goes to show if there's an opportunity, if there's a window of opportunity, if there's a 1% chance, being at cause will get you there, will help you find it. And then everything will meet and align for you to do that. Being at effect, the other 99% of all the things that you could say that could go wrong, which are not even happening, they're just happening in your mind, then you know, that, that will keep you from that 1%. And, and it wasn't, I guess, I mean, it was easy, but I, what I mean by it's not, it wasn't um, pretty is, you know, people were just like, you know, who do you think you are? They're never going to let you go. When you go, if you do go, you're going to die. You're going to have COVID, blah, 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 blah. Even my family, like they were scared. And I get that. I get that. But I'm at the same thing as well. I'm like, if I go there, I get sick, I get sick. You know, it's, I'm going to get sick here either way. Like the risk is the same. I might as well, you know, be there and, and give myself closure and be with the people I love and maybe also show you along the way that this is, it's okay. 
And so for three months, I went there. I never got sick. I got came back. I got sick. Um, but then I've been over there twice. And, and the same thing again. I didn't get sick because I'm at cause for that, too. I'm like, I, I'll do everything I can to stay healthy. It's it's easy. It's it's not for COVID to go away and then I can live my life. It's not for restrictions to end for me to do what I need to do. Um, and I say this, yeah, again, not to boast, but just to, if I can do it, you can do it. And it all starts with the thinking, with the thinking. It's so easy to fall into effect, you know, and it could be the smallest things. If you notice throughout the day, you complain about, you know, how hot or cold your coffee is or the traffic or whichever. It's that three seconds or just that energy, like it could be used for something else or it could be, you know, spared for something else for something else that you really want. So when the moment, when the window comes for what you want, you could just go for it. You see it and you're ready to go for it. And I'm going to sneeze, sorry. Anyway, it's not coming. So, it, you know, I just I just held true to what I desired and what I wanted to do. Um, I also put a lot of faith and trust in God, of course. Of course, when the world is telling you, especially, I don't know if the news was doing this to you guys anywhere, you know, in the world, but they would tell us, you know, like, uh, stay inside or else you'll kill your grandparents because, you you know, you'll breathe on them. And it's just like, are you serious? Of course, if someone's going to hear that, you know, constantly again, you know, our yesterday's episode of, sorry, last week's episode about um, reducing burnout, the information that comes into your mind from outside that influences the way you think, of course, that's going to feed someone's fear. Because no one would ever want to harm another person in that way. So by linking those two together, then, you know, that going into someone's mind, of course, that's going to influence their decision. And even when the news is off, they're going to think about that. And it's not it's not a healthy way to live. It's not a healthy way to live. Um, but I did. I did put a lot of faith and trust, uh, you know, in, in my God. Um because for me, it all comes down to, you know, the energy, the resources I have, anything that I ask for, I, I'm given from, from God. And it came, like it, everything I needed came, the, the letter through my trainer, the money, uh, you know, the support of friends who took care of me while I was over there, the airline deals, everything, everything just came, <laughs> came into fruition. You know, I didn't waste any time complaining or whinging. I didn't want it to keep me stuck. I didn't want to give it the time of day. And I best believe, you know, that my God made me to be happy, to use my intelligence for good, to use my heart to love. And for me, it would be a disservice and a dishonor to him and to myself if I sat around doing nothing and just focused on what I couldn't do or see my life as crap, like as, as not, you know, not being the way I want it to. Stuff happens in life. Like it's the stuff is fertilizer. <laughs> you know, it's not the full stop. It never, never is. And yeah, if I can do it, you can, you know, life is a series of up and downs. It's an ease and struggle. We're always evolving. We're always growing. We are different yesterday and the day before and the day, you know, tomorrow, unless we choose to be the same. And that's what effect does. It just chooses to, to cycle and just spiral into the negative. And, and that, that was me. That was me when I I had a lot of paranoia when I was suicidal and and what happened in that relationship compared to what happened with you know with mama passing away 
I, it actually came back up. You know, I was like, I know how deep and dark and far I can fall unless I do something different, unless I do something different. So this devastation, I was just like, where, which, which direction am I going to run? So I ran back to her. I ran back to what I knew how to do, which was to, <laughs> to fly. Like I've, I've traveled so many times in the past. How hard could it be this time? The only difference was a letter. And that was the easiest part. <laughs> so that in itself was a really, like a, a really awesome experience. Uh, but you can apply it to anything. You can apply it to relationships. You can apply it to work. You can apply it to your health. Just that shift. What can I do differently? What can I do? Because I can do it. I can do something. It's just, it's up to me. It's up to me. And again, we've been artfully conditioned and convinced that we can't make the changes we want. Um, so shut that noise out. Shut that noise out. I haven't watched the news in a really long time. If I do, it's probably for like a minute at a time. Um, and I'm not saying that to be ignorant. I'm just saying like you, you will be okay without all of that stuff. You'll be okay without all of that stuff. Uh, if you want it in your life, sure. Again, what we talked about yesterday about, you know, burnout and protecting your mind just you know things it's, it's so funny my mom watches the news and every news story that comes up is only about two minutes and when it comes up she's always like oh shit oh my god that's awful damn like she gets really really <laughs> like engrossed in it and i'm like what happened mom she's like this 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 and that and i'm like oh really like right now to you she's like no I'm like okay well then like how does how does that help you she gets really annoyed when i do that but i just it's just to interrupt her i don't do it every day but um like she she's then you know entranced in that moment and experiencing those emotions and negativity they're not even real right that's a form of of hypnotism by the way when people ask me what you know why why would i do hypnotherapy or work with someone who's a hypnotist um because that stuff is happening to you all the time without you knowing it and hypnotherapy helps put your voice ahead of anyone else's voice so you can stay in control of your thoughts because best believe later on, when we go driving in whatever area that was on the news or, you know, something comes up, she's going to think back to that moment and how she felt. And that's going to, again, decide or have a weight on, on how she feels about doing anything. Everything is influenced. Everything is influenced. So if you have to watch the news, be at cause for, for yourself. Again, unconscious mind, you know what's best for me. Delete and reject anything that doesn't serve me and preserve and nourish what does. What will help me, what will serve me and give me the life that I want healthily and successfully um so yeah so I guess the you know my my tip or my advice for today is is just asking yourself like am again another examination right am am I at cause am I at cause so look at yourself if you find yourself you know your emotions rising or you're feeling confused or anxious am I at cause for what's happening right now how did I create this situation? That's a really interesting question. How did I create this situation? Whether it's lack of money or conflict in a relationship or, you know, lack of sleep. It could be anything, right? You're the creator of your life. You're the creator of your life. What is it that I'm trying to learn? Why did I create this? What am I trying to learn about myself? What qualities about myself are now emerging because of this situation that I never knew I had? Or like I just haven't used in a long time because I've been stuck behind the limits of effect, believing that I can't um, and I've just become rusty. And so I've created this this situation to then realize, you know, I, I chose this pain to prove that I can heal. I chose this climb uphill to show that I can rise and I can persevere. I created all of this to find out how unstoppable and indestructible and blessed I am and I could 
and continue to choose to be that way. Believe me, when you catch yourself complaining about something and you make a conscious decision to get back at cause, your neurology changes. Every thought, you know, it, it's, an, it's a, neur- a neural pathway that fires. It fires in the mind and it creates an action in the body. So a new form of thinking, creating a new neural pathway, fires a new path, therefore creating new action. And your actions ripple in your environment. So it, it leads into that original, you know, idea of cause equals effect. Cause creates effect. By first being at cause because you have a greater impact in your life being on that side of the equation than effect. In a single moment. You know, and when you when you blame and when you complain, you're actually in fear and mistrust of yourself. This in, this, you know, impacts your sim- sympathetic system it activates flight flight mode which is you know just again like what i went through hyper paranoia um you're just your mind is going is is going a million miles, miles an hour but you're not doing any action so you're burning energy within yourself just talking about it just thinking about it so get back at cause get back at cause what can i do what can i do what else can i try what alternatives do i have and even just the simple switch, okay, I'm thankful for this opportunity. I'm thankful for this problem. I'm thankful for this task because now I get to, you know, I get to shine. And you switch on your parasympathetic functions. You switch on healing mode. And this will allow the energy to flow back. And, and it's practice. Again, it's practice. You know, connecting this again to the last episode, the unconscious mind needs repetition to install a habit. If you've been out of effect for many years or you do it many times a day, you, you need to break the habit. You need to break the habit. Notice when you are out of effect and then switch to cause. What else can I do? What else? What else? What else? What else? It takes time. It takes practice, but eventually it will happen and it will happen in an instant. You won't even feel it. You won't even have to think about it. A, a, a situation will come up and you'll be like, okay, solutions. Now, go for it. Instead of feeling sorry for yourself or, you know, what you don't have, you immediately respond with confidence. You become flexible. You change your plan. You stick to your goal. You get your goal. (laughs) And your life is just forward, you know, onward and upward from there. So I know something that helped me um, after mama passed away was three three words. Three words, um, you know, you could do affirmations, a whole list of them. Sometimes people, you know, other coaches or whatever will we'll say, you know, uh, spend a few minutes saying them to yourself or, um, you know, write 50 of them a day. For me, I just pick three. I, I, I change them every now and then. But when, when mama passed away, um, to keep me going, the words that I used were connected, courageous, and grateful. I'm a connected, courageous, and grateful winner uh, because I felt like the three of those really put me back to being at cause whenever I was in effect. So am I being connected what does that mean for me? Connected to people, connected to people. Am I, am I, you know, just sitting there with my phone, um, you know, ignoring them and they're talking to me. I'm getting annoyed because they're talking to me when I could really actually engage, um, and, you know, or, or say nicely, like, give me two minutes and I'll be right with you. I'm just in the middle of, you know, sending an email or something like that. Right. Am I really connected instead of jumping to whatever negative conclusion? Am I being courageous? So if something happens and I'm at effect, I'm like, oh no, or like, dang it. Or, you know, I I feel maybe a little bit of fear or maybe a little bit of 
um, you know, anxiety, I just feel, you know, okay, am I being, am I being courageous right now? What, what do I need to boost, you know, my, myself? Do I need to just ask someone, you know, a second opinion? Do I need to ask for more time? Do I, I just need a moment to myself or, you know, just other options than just being at effect in whatever negative state? Um, and a great, am I being grateful? Am I being grateful? So for me, grateful really puts me at peace really helps me see the bigger picture. You know, there's always something worse that could happen. Um, that's not really a good, to me anyway, it's, uh, it shouldn't be the reason why you bounce back up. It should just be like, um, you know, that it's, it's, it's loving to be grateful, to be grateful for what you have, to be able to do what you do. And that always puts me in a good mood. So, you know, first I'll be connected. Am I connected? Am I being courageous? Am I being grateful? I'm mean, grateful because when I look through the lens of gratitude to everyone, to everything, I'm just, it just opens the floodgates for all, all the other positive emotions, all the other positive memories, um, past, present, and future as well. You see things differently and behave differently. And then I put winner um, because I, yeah, I just, I, that word really excites me. I like being a winner. I like being a winner. And it's not to say that other people lose. You know, we could all win at everything. Um, but my goal at the end of the day is to feel like if I were not to make it to tomorrow, if this was my last day, would I be satisfied? Yeah, that's a win. That's a huge win. I get a lot of free food for whatever reason, and I feel like that's a win. <laughs> um, or, you know, deals when shopping or just the fact that I have my family or whatever I get to do. I feel like, you know, I, f I feel like a winner. I feel like a winner and if I don't win at something that I think I you know should have or could have then it just means I'm still in the game right I still gotta apply myself the win is coming the win is coming it's always it's always you know around the corner um so yeah and I think all in all again you know people will always people might still struggle with that like how could I choose the bad things in my life they happen when they happen um things that happen in your childhood, things that happen growing up. I have had this one client who um, I was helping her with public speaking. And, you know, after the first, you know, two minutes, maybe she she forgot one of her lines. Um, and I kind of just sat there, I was just listening to her. Um, and after a minute or two, she kept talking, then she started to stutter, then she started to shake and sweat, and then she burst out crying. And I was just like, oh, okay, uh, I continue, because she was supposed to present for 10 minutes. And then after the 10 minutes she went out, she freshened up, she came back. I said, what uh, What was going on for you? What came up for you? And she said, when I made my first mistake, I heard my father's voice um, say, you know, you're so stupid. It, you know, you suck. Like, you're, you're doing it wrong. And she said, when that started, it just kept getting louder and was spiraling. And I lost my notes. My eyes got watery. I couldn't see. And I was like, okay, you know, that sucks. But, you know, when, when did this actually happen? When did he talk to you like that? She was like, oh, the first time was when I was five. I was doing an assignment and he just yelled at me really loudly like, and just waved his arms. You're so stupid. And I was like, okay, how old are you now? And she's like, 35. And I was like, okay, so your dad yelled at you when you were five, maybe multiple times. And you're 35 now. So he, you know, he wasn't in the room with us. So who, who is saying that to you? And she was like, me. I was telling myself that I could hear my father's voice, but that it was me doing it to myself. And I was like, okay, um, 
how many times have has that happened in the past and she thought about it and she was sad again she was just like a lot of times a lot of things i try and then i hear that voice and then i don't do it i start something i don't finish it because that voice comes up and i was like okay again do you realize that it's you she's like yeah and i was like all right do you believe that you're stupid she's like no i was like then what do you believe she's like i'm a badass i'm an amazing speaker i'm influential i want to serve people and this is how i do it this is what i do best this is my gift I was like, okay, cool. Then say that to yourself instead. All the time. All the time. And so, of course, with things like that, like as a, as a timeline therapist, when someone says what age they were uh, or the root, you know, the first event of when that happened, we would use timeline therapy to clean that, that situation up as well. Because, again, it's not the full stop. It's not the full stop. That's a comma. My dad yelled at me and then... I realized or you know I learned to be obedient or he did it because he you know he loved me he just didn't have the language to tell me like I could be better you know and so on so forth so timeline therapy will go back clear that up clear all the events since then like what she said you know how many times have I I heard this voice in my head and it stopped me from doing something we go along the timeline and clean that up as well so then by the time you get back to now in a moment you are who you want to be which is what she said was you know a badass leader you know all these things um so yeah so it's a really really beautiful process um but those are like the unconscious parts of being at effect too so there's deeper work for that um but yeah you're always in control you always have your free will you always have your free will to choose what you what you want to do and people always say that uh, I, I don't always say that sometimes they say that uh, clients or friends when I ask them I'm like why do you why do you choose to think that way or what made you choose to think that way and they're like, I didn't choose. I'm like, uh, okay. So of the infinite things you can be right now, and you know, a million things, or maybe 10 different things you could be right now that you can react, you've chosen this way. You've chosen that for a purpose. To gain something. Or are you gaining something? And most of the time they'll say no. And I'm like, okay, well then clearly this doesn't work for you. Choose something else. This part I find myself at effect, step back, get back to cause. What else can I do? I'm at the cause of my life. I generate my life. I'm the creator of my life. I have everything I need, whether you, you know, believe in God and it's given to you or, you know, whatever infinite intelligence is there for you. It's there to support you. You need to direct it. Do you want to burn your energy blaming, complaining, having excuses and reasons for what you don't have? Or do you want the results that you have, that you want to have? Because you can have them. They're available to you all the time. All the time. And again, if you want to get clear on that, go back to the last episode on how you can reduce burnout by clearing your mind um, and, and you know, rerouting your, your energy to where it's meant to go. And yeah, again, we all have our free will. We What puts you in a bad mood or, you, you know, helps you move forward, that's up to you. Um, how you choose to get value or like a positive experience experience how you choose to nourish yourself that's up to you that's with your permission a lot of people choose to suffer that's again that's up to you so i hope that you choose to be at cause if you need help with practicing how to be at cause take take the help take the help for sure it's always there people a lot of fraction of the people who are really successful in life that's where they live from and you can do it too. If one of us can do it, all of us can do it. So give, your, give yourself permission to be better. 
So again, thank you for listening today. Share this out. Tag someone who needs to hear it. If you like the episode, you can let me know as well. And yeah, if you believe coaching will help you unlock your potential, you have more capabilities, you need someone to back you up when you are being at cause and coming up with solutions to have the life that you want. You're ready to allow yourself to be what you want and get to where you want to be. Please reach out to me. Uh, we could do a just a 30-minute discovery call. It's free. We have uh, you know a chat, friendly chat to to help get you started. If you're interested in taking your professional skills to the next level, you own your own business, you want to change fields or you lead a team and you want to be of better service to others, again, reach out for details on certification trainings. And you can reach me on Instagram or Facebook at The Heart Headed Coach. Remember, you matter. Everything you do matters. Bye.